start at quite a young age, mm -hmm. you know, and it's to do with the environment that you're born into and grow up in. It can be a product of emotional neglect provided for materially, but you're not giving you're not given the love and the nurturing that you needed, you know, that you're, uh, that you're kind of child can't empathize. They haven't developed that ability yet to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. Mm. So that's a real challenge for a narcissist. The narcissist is play acting at caring is play acting at, at empathy, but underneath the surface, they don't give a damn. They do not give a damn about, other people um once you start to challenge them on their own behavior um they don't like that that makes them once you know they're a narcissist it's like having a crocodile keep your distance don't get within biting distance you know and if you can just get the hell away that you can try but but they they'll usually screw you over one way or another who's who's in a relationship with a narcissist get away yeah you know get yourself away if you possibly can Questions every day, how's a brother supposed to sleep? Listen, I give youngers books. Trying to educate myself as I'm running through these streets. There's no such thing as black and black crime. You can hit us in the DMs if you want the smoke. Pew, pew, pew. Not sure where the conversation's gonna go. But did you do your research? Yeah, I wanna know. That's the life of a domino. It's the domino <clears throat> So, no intros needed back for a very important round two. This one's on narcissism. It's everyone's favorite buzzword on social media. Every He's a narcissist. Gen Z, millennial, just, yeah, it's the buzzword for everything. Um, as Thomas Sowell says about racism, like racism is like ketchup. You just throw on anything and it sounds great. It's, I think that's the same thing about being a narcissist this day, these days. So I just wanted to come, what is a narcissist to you? What, what would you see from a psychologist? There's a difference between narcissism and being a narcissist. Mm. Oh, just being up your ass, like <laughs> egotistical ways. Which is quite well, <laughs> well, a uh, narcissism, strictly speaking, is a um, is a formal psychological diagnosis. Yeah, it's a personality disorder, um, uh, but it's also a word which is just thrown around casually quite a lot. You know that uh, if anybody. Uh, perhaps displays a bit of selfishness, you know, or kind of, uh, um, or sometimes doesn't agree with what you think or is, you know, it's easy to say, oh, that's narcissistic or you're a narcissist or whatever, mm. um, without really taking into account what it really means, you know. And so, uh, and so true narcissism, a true uh, narcissist, is somebody that displays a specific set of behaviors or characteristics. Such as? Such as. Okay. Um, one, of the, one of the cornerstones of narcissism is an absence of empathy, uh, that they have an inability to see things from somebody else's perspective. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's not the unwillingness, the unwillingness to. That's the inability to. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's not. It, yeah. Not being willing to is uh, um, that can be just being stubborn. Mm -hmm. You know. Sorry to interject here because this is always something that's confused me with it. It's like when you have that lack of empathy or emotion, does that mean it's completely not there, or it's very difficult to pull out, or it can only be pulled out in circum certain circumstances, or is it just that absolute inability to? to process that type of thing well that's a that's a good point actually um narcissists uh often develop the ability to uh to empathize you know as they uh, sort of as they as they go through life um is that like so with autism you have a lot of people masking is that a masking technique or is that they actually develop the ability um they they develop the uh the, they develop the ability to uh to do it or to or to say the right things do you know what i mean but um but uh, but they often just choose not to 
if you get what I mean. And when I describe what narcissism, act- narcissism actually is... It, that's what I so so you, it, you said the um, inability to show empathy. What were the other traits in terms of... Okay, so there's lack of empathy. Mm. I think the ability is often there, but they just choose not to. Mm. Um, they are desperate for attention. Okay, and there are various different ways, various different strategies uh, that they employ to go about getting the attention that they need, the attention that they desire, and that manifests itself in different types of narcissism. Um, so those are so those are the uh, the main two kind of pillars of narcissistic personality disorder, and they manifest themselves in. Uh, in a in a variety of different ways, mm-hmm. um, but essentially, really, uh, a narcissist is somebody who is all about themselves all the time. Now, they don't always display that because does it always have to be all the time in order for you to be a narcissist? Well, under the surface, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, as a narcissist goes through life, as they you know, as they as as they evolve. Um, they learn how to schmooze people. They learn how to um, function. They learn how to function socially. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Do narcissists know they're narcissists? Um, A few do. A lot don't. You know, I would say say the majority don't actually see themselves as narcissists or as narcissistic. Uh, To them, they are perfectly okay, they're perfectly normal, and it's everybody else that's messed up, you know, because they... um, So I guess maybe a trait could be lack of responsibility then. Yeah, that's that's one of the ways that it it plays out is... um, is a reluctance or an inability mm-hmm. to take responsibility for their own actions. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, so so these characteristics play out in a variety of different ways. But essentially, they're all about themselves all the time. Now, um, they can often be very charming, and very generous, um, and. Is that is that a tool they use to weaponize their, yeah, their, exactly. their agenda? That that so when somebody is almost kind of too nice, too charming, too you know, kind of generous, um, that's because they're using that in order to get what they want. They're trying to get you on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's usually not going to last because once they've manipulated. You to get you uh, to get you on board to get you into their fold, then you just be, you just become one of their you know kind of minions, one of their you know one of their crew. Um, they're not really all that bothered anymore, so that usually kind of burns itself out. Do you think um, in certain professions you have to be an artist? So, for example, many CEOs like Steve Jobs, for example they claim that he was because like certain CEOs in order for them to be so, so, so successful or Trump is a very good one. Uh-huh. He will tell you, say we put a pen on the table here and you're saying, Oh, maybe it'd be better this way. But I like, no, this is my way. The pen goes this way and this is my way. And they stick to their guns and that because they believe their, their opinion is almost like godlike. Yeah. And many yeah. CEOs have the, the, those qualities. I think it's, uh, it can be common in, uh, in, in CEOs, mm-hmm. you know, in people, uh, in, in people that wield a lot of power, mm-hmm. um, in, uh, when you quoted Trump, you know, politicians. Yeah. It's rife in politics. Absolutely. Um, uh, again, uh, it comes back to uh, it comes back to they need attention. They want to be the center of attention, mm-hmm. and what better way to achieve that than by going into politics? Mm-hmm. It's interesting you say that because um, I was listening to a psychologist and I can't recall her name. Yeah, but she essentially said that there's like there's four main groupings of narcissism. Yeah, and it's like a spectrum of you know it's just oh that she pinpointed that you have the people who say, um, for example, let's say you're an artist and. Yeah. You love your work and whatever, and then you go to a gallery and they don't display your work. Then you start. Then then you you kind of go off and say, "Oh, I'm not going to go to that gallery again because I didn't want to display my work." There's that level, and then there's the level where you know, like everything revolves around me. But then mm-hmm. she also said that 
one, men are men show more narcissistic traits than women, but that's changing due to the fact that with this the shift in the, how women have come into the workforce, etc., that they're developing these narcissistic traits. But she also says that narcissism in our society is rewarded. So we we create narcissists by how we nurture and how we develop people. So for example, why men are so consistently narcissists is this incessant need to always achieve. Um, so for men, it's always, you know, you got to get a good job, you got to do this, you got to do that. And as you grow up, you develop these narcissistic traits, which is why um, kids go into, the, the, the guys who go into politics always want that, everything to roll around them. She also said that narcissism is also more prevalent in, in affluent society. So. Or, or among affluent people. So that's why she said, like, you'll see, like, conservatives, for example, tend to be more narcissistic because as a kid, when you've always had the silver spoon in your mouth, everything always rolls around you. So those traits then are nurtured and they grow. And then, then you go off into your respectable fields and then those narcissistic traits emulate. So we actually create narcissists in our society, apparently. I think that it's true that narcissists are created. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, you know, the usual school of thought these days well certainly the certainly the way that uh, that i see it is that narcissism narcissistic personalities uh start at quite a young age mm -hmm. you know and it's to do with the environment that you're born into and grow up in and that it's a product of um of either one of two things um, it's a product or it can be a product of emotional neglect mm -hmm. um, because uh, coming back to this, you know, coming back to these characteristics of, of um, narcissists being all about themselves all the time. Yeah. That, that's uh, you know, that if you, you know, if you take that as a particular sort of, you know, kind of trope around narcissism. Okay. Where does that come from? If you are born into a family where you're provided for materially, but you're not giving you're not given the love and the nurturing that you needed, you know that you're uh, that you're kind of dismissed. So you're fed, you're clothed, but you're not given any love and you're not given any real value. You're kind of you know if you're trying to get your mum or dad's attention, um, you're just kind of dismissed. Uh, now, for some people, that can be uh, that can be crushing, and it can lead to low self esteem, low self worth, developmental issues in that kind of way. Yeah, but what happens in the narcissist is that uh, they find a way of coping with this re with this rejection by um, by creating a false reality. Yeah, of um, a, a kind of a, a, a delusion that well, I um, I am worth it, and I am, you know, I will get my parents' attention, and I'll do anything that I can to uh, to get my parents' attention. And if I don't get it, I will create my own imaginary world where I am the best thing since sliced bread. You know that I'm almost this kind of. Uh, this uh, this superhero or this outstanding person in order to uh, just in order to cope with the reality that they're being rejected yeah i think it's, it's almost like a make-believe pretend world of no i'm fantastic i am i'm absolutely brilliant oh we see it with a lot of men that um uh, so in cell community you're like involuntary celibate yeah. some of them are using that support group and they're really sad that they can't um talk to women but we've had a lot of comments and you probably haven't seen but from the last episode someone actually commented and i was just like ah oh, really and truly it's a problem with the women and they should be attracted to us everyone talks about how we don't get to but really they talk about us as the problem when really is the problem is in in the women it's almost like in their head they've created a pedestal of like women should pick me because i am so great but the market tells you if you're great or not when you step outside it's so i, I can see from some of the followers that we have and the comments on social media and it's just like some of these guys really can't understand that you're really not as important as you may think that you are yeah yeah and they're lacking in emotional intelligence mm -hmm. you know or they're a bit deluded uh what about what their expectations are you know mm -hmm. um 
The other way that a narcissist can be created in childhood is by being treated as the golden child and have and having this message consistently reinforced that you're very special and you're more important than other people and you're so precious mm. and so wonderful. And if that gets continually reinforced, reinforced then that person is naturally going to grow up with a kind of elevated um, perception, of perception of their own self-importance. Yeah, absolutely. And so it can, it can either be sort of one extreme or the other, but, uh, but it comes from childhood and you can sometimes spot it in, um, in young children um, who, um, who, who become stuck. And that's one of the other, uh, that's one of the other characteristics of narcissism is um, that, people get stuck at the toddler age of development. Okay. And stuck if, in what sense, sorry? Um, their emotional development okay. gets mm. stuck and it's a particular aspect of their emotional development. So it'll become their ability to, um, to manage and moderate their own emotions. Um, the uh the uh, the ability to empathize so if you take a um if you take a typical three-year-old mm -hmm. for example um i don't know if either of you've got kids at all no nah, not yet um, i know of anyway but when you but you may have heard of the terrible twos mm. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i've got, I've got, I've got a nephew and he he's he's, he's yeah he's on yeah so typically stuff. at the age of you know from you know between the age of one and three a child will often go through a stage where uh, they have complete meltdowns. You know, there will be something that will upset them and they become inconsolable and will just be thrashing around on the floor, screaming and hollering, and there's nothing that their parents can do to, uh, to manage it. You almost have to allow them to burn themselves out. Well, narcissists often behave a very... Uh, behave in a similar kind of way they will have these they will have these complete emotional meltdowns mm -hmm. um which to you know the casual bystander will seem completely bizarre and and uh, uh, you know and unwarranted um and very embarrassing for their partner or whoever else is involved in this in this complete in this complete meltdown or it might be something that the narcissist holds on to until they get behind closed doors. So they're not doing it in front of an audience. Some will do it in front of an audience. Some will wait until they get home and then have their meltdown and then have their complete, uh, their rage, you know, and, and, and let this completely unfettered emotion pour out onto the, you know, on, on, onto the poor victim. So, that's one way in which the you know in in which this um very childlike um emotional mindset uh plays out another way is the absence of empathy a 2 year old or 3 year old child can't empathize they haven't developed that ability yet to put themselves in somebody else's shoes mm. so that's a real challenge for a narcissist uh whose emotional development has got stuck at the age of about 3 to put themselves in somebody else's shoes, it's like, well, to see it from your point of view, how would I do that? Next you know? time I see a T-Rod, that's about you, narcissist. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know? Um, it's funny you focus on primary socialization because um, being the most pivotal years, because it's almost like that period of where narcissism is is developed is almost in that traditional peri transitional period of, similar to what Freud, Freud says in his work about kids are essentially born autistic and they see the mother as one with them right. and then eventually they'd be able to rationalize oh the mother is separate to me it's almost that transitional period of learning of everything around me including my mum, my family isn't about me there's it's about other people too yeah and it's almost that sticking point of yes learning that and it's almost they don't exactly pick that up. exactly so yeah yeah that for the narcissist they never make that transition and it remains all about them. Mm. And obviously, as you're going through childhood and then into adolescence, uh, you have to develop uh, 
some social skills in order to in order to get through in order to get through life you yes. know um but we're, but unlike n- unlike so-called normal people you know who um who do develop those skills of empathy and who genuinely care about other people mm-hmm. the narcissist doesn't the narcissist is play acting at caring is play acting at, at empathy but underneath the surface they don't give a damn they do not give a damn about other people or what other people need or what other people want another thing that was mentioned is that um narcissists in our society whether we see it or not are rewarded so as we spoke yeah. about the successful businessman the entrepreneur etc mm. um having this I don't give a damn about no one. On the surface, people are like, no, that's that's wrong. But then we reward it by the success that person achieves. So this person being able to discard people or just five. Like I was talking to a friend and they um they said that um where they used to work, they literally split the workforce in half and said, the left side, you're all getting fired and the right side can stay. Yeah. yeah, but you know, but people champion that as oh, it was a good business move for whatever reason and forgetting the empathy. So narcissism rewards rewards narcissism as well. Yeah, it does. Sadly, unfortunately, yeah, but you know, I, I, society rewards most bad things. Like you well, can you can scum your best friend and they'll say it's good business. Well, yeah, and yeah. but is there, but it's, uh, you know, ethically, it's abhorrent, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, and and um, yeah. Sorry, you were gonna. I just wanted to ask because a lot of the uh, symptoms, I say symptoms or uh, traits of a narcissist, mm. have a lot of similar traits with a sociopath. Yeah. So I wondered if you could like help us understand a little bit where the deviation comes from there and like because sociopaths have very little empathy they don't care they're very good at master manipulators and yep. it seems like they clearly have a lot of narcissistic traits but where does like where how if i had two people in front of me doing these things how would i be able to differentiate okay that person's a narcissist but this person's a sociopath it can be difficult to discriminate between the two especially if you've got a malignant narcissist which is one of the you know which is one of the sort of subtypes yeah. of 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 narcissism um that uh th- that display very sociopathic uh traits and behaviors and the and the the difference between them really um is that um the narcissist uh, the malignant narcissist uh doesn't really know what they're doing they don't they don't have a an understanding of the harm that they're causing yeah and how they're making somebody else feel whereas the sociopath does and they revel in it so is there, is there a difference between intentions uh, intention and the unconscious kind of narcissist it's the difference between awareness yeah, oh, it's the you know the 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 narcissist emotionally is still the three year old, you know, and so although that they although they can see that their actions are causing ha- harm, they don't get it from the other person's point of view, you know, that they can't fully appreciate it. Whereas that's very autistic. Whereas, whereas kind of maybe, mm-hmm. um, but whereas a sociopath or a psychopath. Mm. Um, they do know what they're doing it and they're kind of getting off on it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but, but, but one question I was going to say, because you were talking, you spoke about the, um, the child, um, it happens in infancy and they can't distinguish between oneself. And you see a lot of only children, I wouldn't say they're narcissists, but a lot of only children are incredibly more selfish until they go into secondary socialisation in the schools and they learn how to share. Yeah. Do you think there could potentially be a linkage between being an only child and potentially the chances of becoming a narcissist? Or do you think? They, hypothetically, they could be. I don't know if there's been any studies done on that. It'd be interesting to see. And what yeah. I'd like to see is the the, link, the linkage between um, uh, COVID babies, the ones that have been locked indoors mm-hmm. and weren't allowed to play. Because my, my nephew is a COVID baby. And my sister was saying when he went to play school because he's been indoors with just my sister for this whole time not even seeing family or anyone else just with my sister he struggled to see my sister with other people because he's so used to being indoors just them two the other thing is when he went to go and play with kids for the first time he struggled and all the kids in that nursery struggled just because they'd been indoors no family no cousins no just with 
just in their bubble. Just in their yeah, little yeah, bubble. Yeah. So yeah. I think in years to come, I think there's like you're already starting to see how's it gonna how's it gonna play out? Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. How is it gonna play out psychologically think... with these uh, with these children? Mm. Yeah, it's a very uh... there'll definitely be negatives, but I would imagine that that would have also in some way created a benefit. So they will have gained a particular skill from that, whether that be like patience or being able to like I don't know, concentrate a little bit more because they're used to quieter environments, whatever that is. But I definitely think the negatives will probably outweigh mm. the positives, but there should yeah. probably be a bit of both, I would imagine. Yeah. It's going to be difficult to say, isn't it, really? Because that's going to be a very, you know, if there's any sort of research studies done on this, it's going to be very longitudinal. You know, it's going to be years before. Yeah, it would be. Listen, we're back again. Big gang members. See these men here? Been connecting beards since 2019. Listen, there's three of us here right now. Two beards are wavy, one's not. <laughs> it's clear to see you ain't using the product. You get what I'm saying? So if wow. you want a certified beard, that means it'll come with chess. You heard it here first. Yeah. Wait, wait, yes, I go. Why is narcissism more prevalent in men over women, and why is it shifting? Uh, I think it's I think it's more prevalent in men than women because it's valued more in in, in men those kind of behaviours yeah. you know um, and and uh, very kind of uh, selfish and self centred behaviours tend to be more acceptable socially in men than in women who are expected to be more empathetic and more communicative and more, you know, soft and, and softer. But I think as a woman as well, like a man with narcissistic traits, although it isn't great, like you said, a lot of them can then go and achieve great things and provide all of the other things, the stability and things like that. Whereas for women, a man isn't going to be in like interested in a woman or want to have a child of a woman that's not nurturing or completely self-centered and that kind of thing. So I think what you're saying there is very true in terms of like we value that more in men and it comes back to what you were saying about rewarding it's probably why we reward that so much more in men than probably women I do think it's changing now but then I think that whole gender identity and all of those debates there make it, it for another conversation in terms of how that's changed over the last kind yeah. of 10 years I think I think the way that it's uh, I think the way that it's changing um you know, you've got uh, you've got things like Instagram mm -hmm. these days. You know, uh, where you've got the you know you've got the opportunity to create a following and you know basically to, uh, to kind of uh, post uh, the best version of your life online. Um, that that's something that fosters narcissism, doesn't it? And perhaps more so in women than men. I think there are more women invested in that. Oh yeah, there's more there are, than there are men, and so th and so then that that kind of creates another a branch and a more kind of feminized uh, twist on narcissism. Mm. Yeah. As what they say, women run social media in terms of so the, the, I, I haven't got the analytics, but I'll put I'll put them in the section. It's um, essentially men follow women because they're attracted to women, yeah. and women follow other women because they're interested in what they do. So women always have all the social media engagement. The only exception would be like, say, an athlete like Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi. But if you take away football, pretty much in every space, women dominate. And you can see average women that literally like look like the bottom of my foot but get a bit of traffic and they generally think they're like the next thing since sliced bread. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> you're going to get so much, you're going to get so much shit for saying that. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> But it's like before you could have like your childhood sweetheart or you'd kind of know each other from the area. But now with social media, because of the globalization, an average woman can be getting flown out by this, by this rapper, by this NBA basketball player, something which would have been not, not attainable. And it almost adds to now like their self-worth and they think that they're special, special, more special than they are. And it can like feed into this where they generally, it's to the point where they won't even have a conversation I mean, if, you're, if, if you're not of that status. If they've got something to offer, you mm -hmm. know, if they've got, uh, you know, because we, because we shouldn't be judging everything purely on looks, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and how much flesh you've got showing and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. That's what social That's media is. Very, mm -hmm. It's very shallow, isn't it? Of you course. Know? 
Um, you know, so let's you know, it would be it would be a better world, I think, if we were focusing more on content and you know and 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 not so much on titillation. But that just goes to show how messed up we are. <laughs> <isn't it>, no, <laughs> not yeah. because I think the, the the foundations of social media to be social and just to like to portray your life, it, it started off in a good place. And it's developed into this beast now where, yeah. it, again, it, it's not it's not only causing a lot of psychological problems, but again, this inflated self of ego is now the norm throughout society, which is which is kind of weird. But why does it have to go down this path? It's, it's very... It's, Human nature. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I so being so. a narcissist is, is a part of human nature or this self-absorption. Uh, I, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a natural part of human fallibility. You know, I think narcissism uh, has, you know, uh, has always has always been there. It's always you know sort of going you know, you know sort of once again back through the eons of time. You know, um, the uh, who was narciss who was narcissus? You know, oh, is actually a person. Uh, yeah, he was a Greek uh, mythological character who fell in love with his own reflection. What yeah. a guy! Interesting. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, in a yeah, in an old Greek story. Um, so that's where it came from, um, you know. And very much, I love me. Who do you love? Kind of. Thing. <laughs> you should also love me. <laughs> <laughs> I love me. Everybody, yeah, everybody must love me. Is is yeah. this idea of narcissism, as we're discussing it, more prevalent in the West in comparison to other parts of the world, or is this pretty much universal? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's. I think it's there in all societies. Um. It's not just. It's not just in the. It's not just in the West. Um, if you look at most tyrants like Gaddafi and uh, Idi Amin, they were. They, they definitely loved themselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and and uh, you know, and and less obvious ones as well. You know, because a lot of a lot of narcissists go under the radar. Not all of them are so. Uh, you know, are so are so obvious. Mm. You know, there are some that really stand out. Uh, you know that you that you can look at and you think, Jesus, man, you're so you know uh, you you so tick all the boxes. Mm. You know, um, but part of the the problem with narcissists is that they are arch manipulators and they be, they become very skillful at masking and cloaking their narcissism because you know. They know that um, they they know that it's not really acceptable, mm. um, but they can't help themselves, you know. But they develop they develop these skills, um, and you see it a lot in politicians, you know. But uh, that that politics is absolutely is absolutely flooded with narcissists, with people who are all about themselves, but are standing on a platform of, I will help you, my electorate, you vote for me and I will fight for you, mm. you know, and I'll stand up for you. I'll be your elected representative and vote for me because I'm the best person to vote for. And I'm very, I'm a very skillful orator. I'm very persuasive. You know, I'm very confident in what I'm saying, but all the time, I don't give a flying fuck about you lot because I'm just feathering my own nest. Mm. Yeah. And that's the, you know, and, and that's the, the hidden part that only, that only comes out, you know, when it turns out that while we were all under lockdown and not being allowed to have parties, they're all partying it up in number 10. Yeah, one rule you know? for me and one rule for And me. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and then when they're confronted by it, when they're challenged on it, they're like, oh, we were only having a few drinks. Well, hold on. We were all told that none of us could just have a few drinks. You were breaking your own rules and now you've got caught mm. red-handed and you're still making bullshit excuses. That's what I think. Yeah. For, that's what I think Double for, standards. I think for these guys, I think they have the one chair, but they don't have the other. Like, I don't think they have the lack of empathy. I believe they empathize and they know exactly what they're doing. They're just choosing off. I'm about me. 
that I, I know exactly what it's going to do. I know this isn't the right thing for the country. I know this isn't the right thing for people, but yeah. I'm doing this because this is the right thing for me. But how much contrition do they show? Mm. You know, how much sincere, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I accept that what I did was completely wrong and shouldn't have done it. You know, it's, you, you do hear that sometimes from, you know, uh, from, from certain people, but there's been... Uh, there's been a lot of pushback and a lot of excuses, haven't there? Yeah, getting an apology from a politician is near impossible. Yeah. So there's always a way to get around it or an excuse and whatnot. But I was also reading that around 15% of the population are narcissists. That's, I was shocked that the number was so big. Does that sound about right to you? I would say mm, it, 15%? That's... Um, as, as if you'd said 10%, I'd have been probably more comfortable, probably more comfortable with that. Um, yeah, fifteen percent depends. It depends where you're looking. That's three out of twenty. That's quite a lot, man. Yeah, that is uh, that, that is that is quite a lot. I mean, there are there are narcissists around. I come across them. You know, and once you understand narcissism, once you once you see it, you can spot them. How do you spot? They, what 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 are these things to look for? So you mentioned how. In kids, you can see the 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 foundation of a narcissist being built. But then, yeah, in a in a day to day, let's say I'm talking to a female or I'm, I'm doing a business deal or whatever. Like, how do I? What what are the things to look out for when it comes to a narcissist? Behavior that uh, that that the kind of stands out as being very self centered. You know, they give them, uh, they give themselves away. So oh, they so. become, well, they become, they become very skilled um, at schmoozing people and, uh, and coming across as, as either sort of generous or the life and soul, do you know what I mean? But they betray themselves and they betray themselves quite often in the way they treat other people, okay. you know? So you might be having a great time with somebody and they seem really genuine and really caring and really sincere and then uh and then a waiter will come up with their food or their drinks you know and they'll treat them like shit yeah or like snapping their fingers or yeah exactly yeah you know and they and 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 you kind of think oh, that's a bit off do you know what i mean that's not a nice way to treat that person mm. um but it's just a little giveaway that um, you know that under the surface they see themselves as superior. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they can they, they can they'll often give themselves away uh, in in that kind of way or gone. Are you familiar or in on Thomas Green's book Forty Eight Laws of Power? No. Oh, so Forty Eight. Oh, sorry, Robert Green. My bad. Um, he basically wrote a book on like the art of war and like, and he, he doesn't write it from a standpoint of himself. He writes it of people observed over time, whether that be Mao and all the uh, Caesar Caesar. And he basically talks about his different principles. And if you follow them, you'll probably be successful in your field, but you may become a narcissist. So what he talks about is one of the principles is never outshine the master. And he always talks about, always use other people's work for your own benefits. Everything's all about using it as all of arts of war, but you're saying that this is what successful politicians and warlords have done since the beginning of time. And it's almost like... It's a template. It's a template yeah. of narcissism in order to be successful that you have to follow. The unfortunate thing is that narcissists fundamentally are very insecure people and they're never really happy is that feeding off other, they need to feed off other people's energy in order to validate themselves yeah yeah basically they are they're they're, mentors. they're, they're, they're mm. empty on the inside you know there's um that the, the, they don't have this secure secure sense of self and that's why they always need the attention and validation of other people this is interesting because you talking about this, my mind immediately goes to religion. Right, yeah. Oof, Do you know what I mean? So when you're talking about this sense of I'm above and how to spot a narcissist, yeah, I look at religion and think, are a lot of people who are religious leaders who 
essentially want to dictate ways of life to people. Is there elements of narcissism in religion's origin in the people who are religious leaders? It, 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 for me, the, the connection just seems very, very obvious. Yeah, people who uh, people who seek power and and you know and and are and are looking for basically for adoration mm -hmm. from you know from other people because of their status and their position. Yeah, of course, Dalai Lama. Can, can narcissists change? Can narcissists change? Um, it's not impossible for them to change, but... Like, probability-wise, like, if you had 100 patients that you're all trying to, trying to convert from being a narcissist, mm -hmm. what would you say out of those 100 patients, and obviously this is just a guess, how many well, of them do you think you could kind of, I don't want to say convert, but... Unnarcify them. Mm. Unnarcify. You just created a new word there. Well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> narcissists are very problematic when it comes to therapy. They do come into therapy because they love the one-to-one -one attention. Do you know? Oh, what so I mean? no, so it's not even for help. They just want to. They, 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 oh they like. Oh yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to therapy, and I can sit there, and somebody's going to listen to me talking about myself for a whole hour. Yeah, you know. So they they are drawn. They are drawn to it. Um, Have you had any? Yeah, absolutely. The fundamental problem yeah. is that they are they're, they're very um, resistant to uh, to, even to, to, to see their own faults, to see their own problems. They lack self awareness in the same way that a three year old lacks self awareness. Yeah. So when they come into therapy, it's about everybody else. It's not about them. It's not what they've done. It's not the fact that they've abused people or they're, you know, it's zero it's, accountability. It's, it's, it's yeah. Why do I, women? Yeah. Well, why do my relationships keep falling apart? Why do people keep getting upset with me and you know and 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 uh, or cutting me off? You know, and it's when it's like, well, uh, okay, let's look at what's going on here and let's look at your own behavior. It's not my behavior, you know, it's yeah. nothing. It's everybody it's, else it's, around it's, me. Yeah, it's, a, you know, I only did that because of this and because of that and they're all full of self-justification mm. and they struggle to see it and they're resistant to change. And so what usually happens is that after a certain amount of time, they check out. Yeah, they've got a, they've got a short attention span. You're not listening to me. They're not. Yeah. Um, once you start to challenge them on their own behaviour, um, they don't like that. That makes them feel really uncomfortable and um, and shameful. You know, because they've got this. Because they've got this kind of um, false. Uh, kind of facade put up about who they are the the this um you know this person that they want they desperately want everybody else to think that they are which is perfect in all of these different ways and once you uh you know once you get round behind it and saying yeah well what's really driving it is is this is all about you isn't it so and keeping it, i think it's self-awareness there's a yeah a um YouTuber and I forget his name, but he's like a self-proclaimed narcissist. Self-proclaimed. Where we're at now. So he's like, I'm a narcissist, but I'm here to educate people on how to not be a narcissist. So like, he knows he's a narcissist, but then he tries to teach how not to be one. That's even feeding into his narcissism potentially because he's validating himself. But, but one of the yeah. things he did say, and he loves the attention. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things he did say was that in order for a narcissist to, to to essentially help themselves is to. Literally, as you said, first acknowledge that I am a narcissist. Yeah. Often they do not see that the behaviors and tendencies are narcissistic. It's, it's, it's self-absorption. Like 90% of narcissists probably have no idea that they're a narcissist. They don't. They don't. Oh. And I, I, did, like I did have a client who, who came to see me um, and completely fessed up that he was, he said, yeah, I'm... Um, yeah, I'm a narcissist. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, just looking for help with my. One thing I wanted to say: Have you successfully treated anyone with narcissism? Partially. Partially. Um, Can you break that down on a podium? Yeah, a guy came in who was, um, uh, who didn't identify as a narcissist, but when we when I you know talked about his. 
behavior and his family mm -hmm. situation, um, uh, it became apparent that, you know, um, he basically didn't give a damn about anybody else. And that was why he was having problems in his relationship. Um, and so I, you know, I, I explored that with him and he was, and, and he was quite, sort of interested to take that on board you know and i had to i had to tread carefully around it because calling somebody out as a narcissist typically is something that you don't do because it doesn't go anywhere mm. what typically happens if you try and call out a narcissist once you identify them as a narcissist is that they will say i'm not a narcissist you're the narcissist mm. yeah, yeah they deflect yeah they deflect it exactly um would, but, would hypnosis work a narcissist it could well tap into that subconscious aspect to help them see from an outer body it could uh it, it could potentially work as a tool of you know as a, a as a tool of therapy um and i did use it with this particular with this particular client in order to kind of explore self-awareness and how he responded in certain situations to try and give him an external perspective mm -hmm. on himself. That's one thing you can do with hypnosis is you can say, okay, I want you to picture yourself almost as though you're looking down on yourself like a fly on the wall when you're doing this particular behavior. And how does it feel to see yourself behaving in that way? You know, and you're either going to get it or you're not. Do you know what I mean? Most people actually... Most people actually get that and can have that perspective on their own behavior and how dysfunctional it is. Yeah. So, and just, just to round off is if you had like one piece of advice that you'd give for a narcissist, what would it be? For a narcissist or somebody who's in a narcissistic relationship? Let's do both. Uh, to the narcissist themselves, um, That's a difficult one because because narcissist um, being in a relationship with a narcissist or being a narcissist is like being a crocodile. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see where this goes. Yeah, let's see where yeah, it goes. You know. So uh, if you are, imagine you've got a pet crocodile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the crocodile is trying to persuade you to get into the water with it. Yeah, it's like, come on, come into the water. The water's nice and warm. I've seen a meme about this. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, um, are you going to get into the water with that crocodile? No. Even if the crocodile says, sorry, don't worry, I'm not going to eat you, I promise. Yeah, mm. are you going to get in the water with that crocodile? Yeah. No flipping way, because what's going to happen as soon as you get in the water, it's going to clamp its jaws around you and drag you under. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would say to anybody that's in a relationship with a narcissist is once you know they're a narcissist, it's like having a crocodile. Keep your distance. Don't get within biting distance, you know, and if you can, just get the hell away, yeah, because the crocodile is always going to be a crocodile. It's not going to change, no. yeah. Okay. So oh, so in the same way, you believe they're always, that's, in the that's same it. way, would I try to persuade a crocodile not to be a crocodile. How's that going to go? You might lose a leg. Yeah. A crocodile is a crocodile, you know? And in the same way with a narcissist, most narcissists, because they see themselves as godlike, you know, they see themselves as above other people and I'm perfect and it's everybody else that's, you know, all these people beneath me that are flawed and that are, you know, that are basically a waste of time. Um, it's almost worthless having that conversation with them because because you're talking to a brick wall you know you're talking to somebody that that is is really um never going to have that level of humility to be able to uh, sincerely embrace embrace change you know so i don't generally mess with narcissists i've learned <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned i've learned the hard way you know that uh that that you know that, that that you can try but but they they'll usually screw you over one way or another yeah you know and um yeah i had one even um 
yeah, uh, he booked in to come and see. I can't see you anymore mm. as my client because of the circumstances. So goodbye. Mm. And he tried to re-engage with me, um, but I just had to do what's called going grey rock, which is anybody that's in a narcissistic relationship and needs to separate. The narcissist, because they see you as, they don't see you as a human being. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they see you as their property, okay, like a pet, mm. yeah? And so if you've got a pet and your pet tries to run away, what do you do? Try to get it back. Mm. You try to go and get it back. Yeah. And so it's the same with a narcissist. You try and leave a narcissist, a narcissist will use any strategy that they can to get you back. They'll they'll turn on the charm, they'll love bomb you like they did in the start mm. to get you on board, to get you back so that they can then punish you. Yeah. Once they've got you back on board and they've schmoozed you and say, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. Then it's like, right, I've got you back on board now. Okay. Now you're going to really get the punishment. Now I'm going to really, now I'm going to really uh, repay you for betraying me and for being disloyal. Yeah. That's you know, yeah. And that's, and that's it's how it is. Real. And so you get people that are in this cycle of being, you know, uh, you know, of being emotionally torment. abused and, and uh, you know, and tormented because each time they try and leave the narcissist, the narcissist hoovers them back in. Mm. Yeah? That's why on average they say in domestic violence relationships it takes seven attempts for the person yeah. that's getting abused to actually break away. And for most people that sounds insane, but because of obviously yeah because they turn i know how to charm they know how to manipulate and they just promise that now this time it's going to be different this time this time we're going to be good yeah and and you know and they they hoover them back in and then the cycle starts all over again and it takes that many uh times for the for the person for the poor victim who's uh, you know whose own self-worth has gradually been eroded and eroded and eroded until they're you know until they've really become dependent you know on, and on that on this person. that bombshell <laughs> yeah <laughs> so bombshell. so yeah to somebody who's is in a relationship with a narcissist get away yeah you know get yourself away if you possibly can yeah and again, when where can people find you? Um if they they have any yeah. support for this type of thing? On my websites. Um what's your website called? Uh it's change your mind, all is one word, dot limited, that's LTD dot UK. Um or online hyphen counselling dot UK. Uh and yeah, you just uh social media? Yeah, find me on social media if you uh, Google Peter Phelps mm. uh, therapist. Yeah, you'll find me. If you just Google Peter Phelps, you'll get the Australian actor. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, just look me up. Or if you can't find me, just go with some kind of therapy. Mm. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you, you very you. much. I Cheers. Any people know what to do? Like, share, and subscribe. Skia.